What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dabao Podcast. Jada here. In this series, we bring Malaysians all around the world to you. We will have a glimpse of how life is at their side of the world. She told me that she actually ran to work. What's up guys? In December, we will be posting two new episodes on every week, which is on every Monday and Thursday. And as per usual, don't forget to click on the subscribe button and stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and YouTube. So if you still remember, we have brought in a towel runner in our 12th episode. And with us today, we have another Malaysian athlete. She's an ultra runner dialing in all the way from the UK. Let's welcome Alison to the Tapao podcast. Hi, Alison. Hello. Share with us a little bit about yourself. Yes, I'm based in the UK. Um, I currently live in London. Uh, mm-hmm. I am from JB. So you moved to the UK for undergraduate, right? Yes, yeah, so I came I came here for uni. Uh, and yeah, that was in Wales and it was 2000. So after that, you moved to London. Yeah, so I I then started Mm -hmm. my career in London uh, because I graduated into a recession. When was that? 2008? Um, No, so I started my job in 2011 because I did the master's Mm -hmm. as well. Um, But because the the graduate process here, they they usually hire you in your second year. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's very advanced. So kind of have to apply quite far ahead so oh. yeah so mm. um yeah so the time of applying was actually yeah it was 2008 2009 so oh i see so it's like because right now it's also like during this pandemic and then there are so many companies that are either in like freezing their headcount or retrenching right while fellow new graduates out there do you have any advice to share with them if they are you know also in the process of trying to find a job right now it might be a bit different now during the pandemic mm-hmm. because there's very little you can control uh but yeah um i know that my firm is still hiring be aware of like which firms are more robust and, yeah you just need mm-hmm. to um do your homework and yeah be a bit more proactive uh, basically like you know do your preparations and everything and just there will be openings you just have to go and actively search for them and i believe that even my firm is also hiring right now so Alison is actually an ultra runner so can you share with us a little bit about you know what that activity is ultra marathon is basically anything over a marathon so over 42k mm-hmm. yeah so it's mostly like long running event uh mm-hmm. can be it can go on for days as well. So, um, yeah, so days. Yeah, there's some races that are like six days long. So, can you actually stop and then you know eat something and only continue running, or you have to do it like continuously? Uh, you can stop whenever you want to, but um, yeah, you still have mm-hmm. to. You still, you still like, you still have to finish this. The longer you stop, the the longer it will be. So, uh, you have to make the choice as how you want to spend your time so it's it's actually a really really physically demanding activity so is that something that like everyone can participate yeah i think like, it's not it's not that bad because a lot of the ultra marathon cutoffs are quite um quite generous so i know like mm-hmm. that people who basically and still able to finish. so um yeah so I, I guess it depends on what you want to get out of it so if you just want to complete i guess everybody can complete basically 
the cutoff sometimes are just walking pace. Mm, so does it mean like you have to be able to like, you know, like tahan marathon and then you can only join ultra running? Uh, so I know some people who haven't done marathons who just do ultra. So I don't oh, think, really? yeah, I don't think it's, I think uh, with marathons it's more intense. So like you have mm-hmm. to keep uh, running quite hard for mm-hmm. 42k. So, uh, but I know there are people who also walk it. So actually it doesn't really matter uh-huh. what you want. So uh, yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, it depends on what you want to achieve out of it. So why why do you actually prefer ultra running over like normal marathons? Uh, usually normal marathons, um, the the course is quite boring. Like it's <laughs> normally road. And it's normally mm-hmm. like just a lot of tarmac. It's like, um, yeah, it's, it's a very different event. Uh, whereas ultras are a bit more uh, scenic. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I just I prefer being out for the whole day. I like whereas marathons you can be done before lunch. So, uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody's different, but like I, I prefer, I prefer like a, like a longer run. When did you start involving yourself in ultra running? Last year, so twenty nineteen. Oh. So, what's your proudest achievement so far? I did a hundred k earlier this year. Managed mm. to in um, nine forty, which um I was told is the fastest Asian time for so men and women included. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's my first 100k, so it wasn't on the road. So I, I'll be keen to try and see how much I can push that time down further. So, yeah, there, there are a few different things I've been doing over the summer. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're more for my entertainment rather than for achievement. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so Alison, like, shared with me something really interesting that she told me that she actually ran to work. Can you share with us a little bit more? Uh yeah, so um I guess for especially for here, uh mm-hmm. when when we um travel to work on the tube, mm-hmm. um it's usually quite unpleasant. Oh, yeah. especially during the summer. Yeah, and it's very it's not mm-hmm. the cleanest transport system ever. So um <laughs> so for me it's probably it's more efficient to run to work, uh, and then I get my training. So um yeah, and I, I mean a lot of the workplaces. London are quite good they have like showers and like my office mm. they provide towels and that so there was my follow-up questions like how do you go into work being so stinky so <laughs> yeah so that's why yeah you it, a lot of workplaces encourage an active commute a lot of people mm. cycle to work yeah I mean the mm. tube is also not it's not it's not exactly cheap as well so yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so I mean for the for the quality of the commute like I think a lot of people just rather run into the last time that I was in London was last summer I think and then I remember like the London tube being like extremely packed yeah yeah so I can definitely see like why you're doing this and even if I'm not an ultra runner I might I would want to do that if I were to you know be commuting in London as well so you know like I believe ultra running like the distance is, of course, like extremely long. Like, how do you cope with tiredness during races? I think adrenaline keeps you going for quite a while, uh, and mm. I sometimes I take caffeine. Uh, but mm. yeah, I mean, a lot of the time you just kind of just don't really think about it or just like mm. just finishing. It's 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 really interesting because like you know outside of work as as a professional job, Alison is actually. Um, working it in a consulting firm in 
not in big falls anymore. But like you are actually considered as a professional athlete, I believe, right? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, mm-hmm. No, so I mean, I'm not paid to run. Uh, I, mm. I don't, I don't, uh, 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 running isn't really my priority because it doesn't pay the bills. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, I like running and I will make time for running. Um, but mm. yeah, it's not my profession. <laughs> So, oh, you just do it because you enjoy doing it. And if you yeah. want to stop anytime, you can just do it. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's I guess cool. it's not that easy for me to stop. But yeah, I mean, it's not, <laughs> not really. Not really. I mean, I, I know I hold quite a lot of um, like the fastest mm-hmm. time signature. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not really my intention. Mm-hmm. But isn't it crazy? Like you have been trained, you know, since last year. And then you really hold so many different like records. Like, how did you do it? Like, were you amazed by yourself when you got the, you know, records or you you were kind of expecting it already? I mean, when I, I, when I first started out, I didn't really, mm-hmm. I didn't really expect very much. I didn't even look into any of it. But my coach had actually looked into, like, the fastest times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, still compared to my British peers, I mean, yes, I'm placing in, in a lot of the um, races that I'm doing here. Like, mm-hmm. I think actually, all the races that I finished here, I think I've, I'm like top three. Uh, but oh. I mean, I think it's just um, depending on how much time you want to commit to your training. Uh, no, it wasn't the intention, but I mean, it's nice to have. But uh, yeah, like what you shared with us, you really just ran because of your own passion. But like, were there any changes in terms of like, you know, uh, whether it's it's brand endorsement or like you know more like training subsidies or any like anything like that after you were more widely recognized in the industry so like the brand mm-hmm. brands that support me uh which are which are mostly a chorus malaysia um innovate and um x miles in the uk and univet sports like they they are nice to have so i i don't i don't run to get endorsements uh mm-hmm. because yeah at the end of the day i still have a job a job mm-hmm. my running but I'm also quite fortunate that subsidized my running uh, so mm-hmm. I mean it's nice to have that I can, I can have extra help to like yeah. pay for my running because there are mm-hmm. other things as well that it's not just like what you wear but also things like uh, physio treatment that, that mm-hmm. I often still have to pay for so um, yeah so it's kind of like uh, yeah it's nice to have but I don't run to get like all these mm. extra parts because I would do it anyway even if I didn't have the help if you know what I mean mm. um, mm-hmm. so yeah so I mean it's nice to have and it's it's quite flattering to have like I mean brands yeah it's yeah. definitely better if you have like you know some brands backing you up with of course like sports equipments or like anything else that you need during your journey so yeah. like what do you have to do in return a lot of the brands they're not very demanding, so especially like mm-hmm. Coros Malaysia because um, I'm one of the elite athletes, so like, I don't really like. Uh, so I think it's mostly like uh, just sharing like the features that I use watch, mm-hmm. uh, and um, yeah, uh, and then sharing with them race reports when I've raced, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, with Innovate, uh, I, I run mostly in the in the kit. Mm-hmm. 
things like that. So uh, and like take part in photo shoots, help them write some uh blogs, things like that. Uh, yeah. So I mean, a lot of the a lot of the commitments aren't too onerous. Mm. Yeah, so mm. I think it's mostly what I would be doing anyway, but just like, <laughs> yeah, like none, none of them actually like force me to do anything that I don't. So, like, are there any restrictions to the things that you couldn't do after signing contracts with brands? Some of the the brands that I've signed on with are quite informal. Like, we don't really sign a contract. Mm. Or anything. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think the only the only understanding is that you don't you don't wear competitive brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is fair enough. So, mm-hmm. um, but the brands that I work with, I truly believe in brands. So I don't really feel the need to like be wearing a competitive brand. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I guess for me, like, it's not it's not really like a problem. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I never but... really thought about it mm-hmm. that way. If you get what I mean. So I don't really mm-hmm. see it as a restriction. So yeah, um, because for me, like, it'd be worse to sign on with a brand that I don't actually wear the products or use their products or even believe in the products so. it's so cool because you even if even when you are not like a professional athlete per se right but you actually achieve so much and for our fellow athletes out there right like what are the differences that you can see if you know if if the person is thinking to pursue this full-time as you know professional athlete or just doing it at the site uh I mean, I think it's very difficult for anyone to be full time. Like even in the UK, like I think a lot of the really good athletes they're not full time. Everybody has got full time job. Like, oh. Um, but uh, yeah. So I I guess um the thing that I would, like a lot of brands don't really like is overselling. Uh, so, like mm-hmm, basically like mm-hmm. some some people you can see on their Instagram like basically like every post is thing like thing with the product. It's like yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean as if as if like as if you really like I don't know like I think that's a bit like almost off-putting and well the brands that work with me like that I'm just who I am like just doing the things I normally do rather than like faking content so like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah I mean I, I I'm quite honest about my training and like when I'm training for something I'm normally running like uh, mm-hmm. between 160k to 200k a week like I don't have to make it up like um, and, it, and it's just um, yeah I think it's just being like real rather than like oh yeah great I, like, I don't know like some people they just yeah just make stuff up and it's quite clearly made up I don't, I don't think that really appeals to brands mm-hmm. um, yeah and I mean at the end of the day like I'm not I'm not chasing numbers, I'm chasing engagements because at the end of the day mm-hmm. like what I'm doing mm-hmm. with running is my passion like I don't really mm-hmm. care if I get like 10 likes or a thousand likes I really don't care because yeah that's not what I'm after um at the end of the day it's it's running that I'm interested in you know it's it's important to have brands backing you up you know as professional athletes if you you need you of course need the equipment and everything but you need to stay true to yourself and for Alison it's it's really really special because like like she's she's really doing it out of passion and also she actually has another job that you know that's paying the bills. Alison yeah. actually had the experience in um, working in big falls that we've briefly touched upon during our last discussion. And she joined, she's currently in another consulting firm. I think it's a very interesting like career shift because a lot of my peers, they join big four, like, you know, and they have that goal in their mind that 
they will quit, eventually quit Big Four and, you know, choose an alternate career path instead. Like, so how did you make the decision to leave Big Four back then? Uh, so for me, it wasn't like a, I didn't, I didn't really plan it. Uh, it just mm-hmm. happened. Um, I guess I, I've been working, I worked in the Big Four for six years. Yeah. So I, I worked for Big Four for six years, then I worked a year and a half at a PE firm, like in the tax function. Uh, mm-hmm. which really wasn't for me because it's quite uh, it's quite processed uh, yeah so it's kind of like a decision that I made like, I don't really want to uh, yeah I, mm-hmm. I'm why I'm not really very good at it and too not really very <laughs> interested so uh, yeah but I've always I've always done um, M&A work uh, since mm-hmm. I was a grad so like yeah but I always knew like kind of job I want to do. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't really planned to like leave mm-hmm. Big Four, but I, I do know that like lots of people in the Big Four never really stay in the Big Four. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I went in as a grad intake. I think there was like 800 of us in the UK. Uh, in the intake. I don't really know how many of us have left, mm-hmm. but most of my peers have actually left. Uh, yeah. So either either they've left left or they've left the original department to into a different mm-hmm. department. So yeah, and I think everybody's choice mm, is different. Yeah. So uh, yeah, oh, and I mean nobody mm-hmm. can really like keep working the big four hours like oh, forever. Crazy so, working hours. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. I mean it wasn't so bad in tax, but I think especially in all my audit friends, like it's just. Yeah, I mean, nobody mm-hmm. could oh, continue mm-hmm. working at that pace without burning out. Since you already left Big Four, right? So what are the things that one should consider when like, when he's deciding to leave or like... Mm-hmm. You have to know what you want. Um, don't just leave because you want to leave. Uh, have, a, have some kind of idea what, 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 is it, what is it actually that you want to do rather than just, oh yeah, I'm bored, I'm going to work. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess yeah, people do get your CV at the end of the day, and they do, they do um yeah, yeah, they do make judgments based on yeah. Make sure you have a good good reason why you've left, why you why you're mm-hmm. changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I guess just speak to people like this. I mean, especially if you're in a big four, like there's so many people, like usually like really big firm, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, if somebody doesn't know the answer, they probably know something. They probably have a friend who's done whatever that you're thinking of doing. So, like, like, do you think that, you know, being an ultra runner, you know, running actually oh. helps you to, you know, release stress in your, you know, professional full-time job? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's my stress relief. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot, like, it's my work-life balance if you get what I mean so I mean some people choose mm. other things whereas my choice is still right. so yeah I mean it, it yeah. Is, it's quite stress relieving and uh, there's quite a big running community in London so um, mm. my good friends are actually all runners so, uh, so yeah for me like if I meet up with a friend to go running, uh, it's not just running that's helping me mm-hmm. or you know our fellow ultra runners or like, do you recommend them to go and, you know, join some running club to find an organization instead of working on their own? 
Uh, so I, I am part of a running club, but I don't really go that often because uh, mm-hmm. once you find a circle of friends, you just end up meeting that same group of people. So I, mean, mm-hmm. I guess like for me, like it's just trying to find uh, people with common interests. Uh, with mm-hmm. club, like, club quite, yeah, it can be quite mm-hmm. restrictive as to what, what, what the sessions are planned. So if you find a smaller group, then mm-hmm. like, it doesn't really matter if you're not part of a club. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's nice to be part of a club, but, uh, yeah, it's not the only way to meet people. Throughout your ultra running journey, like, is there a person that have helped you the most or is there something that you have, you're really grateful for? Uh, it's mostly my coach. Um, so my, I've got a coach mm-hmm. uh, who coaches me. He doesn't charge me. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's just been very good at um, helping me prepare for races things like that and um, doesn't apply mm-hmm. too much pressure on me mm. doesn't check check my stats too much so yeah I mean it works very well like our relationship works quite well so like I think uh, yeah I, I'm very grateful to have um, somebody very so mm. yeah I don't really um, intend on changing coaches anytime soon. so does he control diet during training <laughs> Uh, I think it's a very slippery, especially here, mm-hmm. it's a very slippery slope. Coaches try and control mm-hmm. your food. And oh, a lot of okay, women okay. So, uh, no, mm-hmm. don't. Um, but yeah, he also coaches quite a lot, quite a few other people who we train with. So there's a training group. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, they've been very, very helpful. And uh, it's just been very nice, even during lockdown, like when we started being able to meet in. So, the, so our training group have met up a few times. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's just quite nice that people like you can, you can yeah. come on our training. Yeah, mm. quite, quite lucky. Yeah, I, and I think especially during this pandemic, it's very important to you know find your own community where you can seek support from or you can do activities that you can you that you enjoy together. So like. Is there anything that you're really grateful for throughout this pandemic? Uh, I, I actually like quite um, mm-hmm. like working from home. Uh, it gives mm-hmm. you a lot more flexibility as to what you can do. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> like, I guess there's no, there's no like uh, events at work that you feel like you're being forced to go to. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I not, can't really do that. Yeah, I'm not a big so, like For mm-hmm. me, like, I often... It affects my training the next day. I don't really, I don't really enjoy, like, getting. I'm, I'm getting old, so I, I can't really deal with like drinking and then, like waking mm-hmm. up normally the next day, and like, it affects my work as well. So, yeah, I just prefer not to go. So yeah, now it's like, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't actually do it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's fine. I actually managed to save up quite a lot during yeah. this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like it's been, it's quite, it's quite. I don't know, it's been quite good because uh, mm-hmm. you don't have to travel, you don't have to, like, eat out so much. And, yeah, so I guess, like, I mean, some people absolutely hate it, but, like, for me, mm-hmm. like, I quite like it because then I, I have more flexibility in what I want to do. I can run um, and, like, as long as I'm at my desk, like, I've finished my work, like, I can just go running, like, yeah. I can eat whatever food I want. I don't have to. I don't have to buy sandwiches if I forget my exactly. lunch. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and, and like, I don't know, but I guess Hong Kong, you get better food. But in the UK, like, mm-hmm. the takeaway food is 
atrocious. Like it's just you might as well <laughs> just like forget it. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. But I really appreciate like my own home cooked food as well. So I really enjoy cooking myself. So that's something that I'm really grateful for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I guess, and also like you know what goes in rather than yeah. Because mm-hmm. I guess whenever you take away, like you just feel like why have they added? Why is this already? Or like. <laughs> Um, and so, and sometimes you I think you, you you do share the food that you eat on your Instagram as well, right? Uh yeah, I mean not not currently because we're in another mm-hmm. lockdown, but uh, yeah. Yeah, but like previously like when we were able to meet friends again, then yes, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean uh I mean it's so cheap. Like all the stuff that we make at home is so cheap. A lot of <laughs> the food is so cheap. It's not, it's not really like it's mm-hmm. not really like you're spending a lot of money to make food. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. I guess if you go outside, stuff like I don't know, they just whack on like massive things, like not very. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like there, there are quite a lot of like funny, like yeah. There's a mm-hmm. so funny. There's an like, old chunky in London. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you. Oh really? Old chunky. Yeah. The but, Singapore curry puff. Oh yeah. wow. But then, um, because I study in Singapore, like, and I used mm-hmm. to buy those curry puffs like every day. Like, oh. here they charge you like four or five times the price and it tastes nothing like the Singapore curry puff. And you're like, oh. yeah, I was so disappointed when I ordered it. I was like, what is this? Like, the, the, <laughs> the pastry looked wrong. The pastry looked like uh, Europe pastry. And like, it's just like, I was like. That, that, that sounded really weird already. <laughs> yeah. and, and it just looks wrong. Like the, the shape, everything was wrong. And I was like, how can you call this old chunky? Like, I was like, oh man. So yeah, I mean, I'm I, I, like curry puff, you have to deal with it. Yeah, so I mean, like, it's just little things like that where it's like, mm-hmm. and now you're like, okay, never mind. Like, I have time, I can make my own. Or I've got a friend who owns a, a store mm-hmm. in Curry Park. Um, it's called Eatla. Uh, they serve they, they serve nasi garabu, and sometimes they, when they have time, they make curry puff, and it's the floating pussy one where it's like swirls. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when he brings it, then I, I will go straight away and buy a curry puff. So, yeah, like it actually tastes like curry puff, not like kind of weird, weird, mm-hmm. weird curry puff that like has a brand slapped on it and it's like not the real thing. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's the same as like you know some Malaysian restaurant in the in Hong Kong that 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 says that they are a Malaysian restaurant that they are not. So I just I would rather go to a small shop that is like more authentic, so small authentic Malaysian food as well. Oh, but I thought Hong Kong Hong Kong food is like pretty. But it's been it's been too many years. I got too used to it, and I just crave for some like you know Malaysian food. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean the, the, mm-hmm. the only problem with lockdown is you can't like Chinatown for me is quite far away. So like uh, and then like most of the Malaysian restaurants are all there, and they're actually really good. Mm-hmm. Maybe delivery. Uh, too far. The radius is too far. Oh, so, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so so like for our audiences that would want to see you in your journey on on like you know ultra running share with us how can we stay connected with you probably through instagram like mm-hmm. uh, it's the only one that i kind of update the most i mean i have a facebook page but i like barely do it underscore as walker underscore yep so do reach out to her if you are interested in ultra running as well and do support her in her journey right, thank you so much Alison thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Dabao Podcast I hope that you have enjoyed today's content 
Don't forget to click on the subscribe button and stream all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Do you have someone that you like to have on the show? Drop me a DM on Instagram at jaida underscore ow. Stay healthy, stay safe. I'm Jada Al from the Dabao Podcast, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.